0: So we raised with the winnings that we just won uh, three weeks ago in Atlanta. So we raised uh, $620,000 total.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is Greg Rafner. As one of the very first power users of conversional intelligence as an account executive. He fell in love with how technology enabled his success. As Abstract's leader, his vision and why is to help every sales rep and leader avoid the pain of missing their number. You can follow along at his website. It's abstract, spelled A-B-S-T-R-A-K-T dot A-I. Greg, you ready to take us to the top?
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nathan. All
1: right. Who were who you working for where you, you were selling these, You know, using these conversational intelligence tools?
0: Yeah, so I was working for a company called Acton Software uh, back when marketing automation first kind of took off. Back when HubSpot was becoming a thing, and um, Acton was a very uh, a company that was known for being early adopter of technology. And so uh, we we started using Gong actually back when they had like a football player on their website on their homepage. Uh, I think we were one of the first handful of users of Gong like seven years ago.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, no, act on well. That makes tons of sense there. So you were using Gong. Um, so I guess help me understand now what you're building today as it relates to what you learned from using Gong at Acton.
0: Yeah, so with, um, with Gong, it's an amazing tool. Uh, they've obviously done very well for themselves. Um, as one of my first customers described it, um, Gong is like finding the black box after the plane's already gone down. It tells you what went wrong, tells you what happened, but it does nothing to actually kind of stop losing the opportunity. And I wanted to do something about that. And so with Abstract, um, we're a real-time conversational intelligence software where based upon what you're telling me, Nathan, as my customer or prospect, Abstract is in real-time telling me what I should be saying, what questions I should be asking, how to handle those objections so that I don't lose the opportunity. And we do all that through natural language processing, a little bit of machine learning, and uh, some, some fancy algorithms
1: anytime someone comes on and mentions machine learning algorithms, my follow-up question is always the same. Uh, Both of those tools are useless unless you spend a lot of time training them and you have a very large data set to feed into them, which usually requires someone to do a lot of freaking work. Have you figured out a way to have someone be able to get value from this and avoid having to do all that upfront work? And if so, what is it?
0: Yeah. So um, no secret. We just found a creative way to tap into Google's library and data already. And so um, typically, the way um, most companies tap into Google's library and natural language processing capabilities um, results in the capabilities not being able to be used in real time. And so we, uh, as one of my engineers would say, stumbled into a creative way to tap into that um, and access that data in real time.
1: Yeah, you're talking about like the natural language AI from, from Google, right? Yeah, correct. Correct. But, but the question still is the same, right? For every company, let me just be very specific for a second. If you're trying to sell uh, Mode.com, which competes with Looker, maybe Mode knows that because they're selling to developers, don't say the word pricing until at least minute 25. But if you're selling to a CMO, maybe you're a company like HubSpot selling to someone, you need to say pricing the first three minutes. Who's training the system to know 25 minutes versus three minutes?
0: Got it. Great. Okay. Thank you for clarifying Nathan. so candidly, we're too early in our data set to have that information. Um, we suspect in about two years, we'll be able to start making those recommendations to our customers based upon the data that we have. But right now the system is configurable per customer. So if you're a looker, you're configuring the system to say what you want a rep to say when it hears X, Y, Z um, objection or question. I and so- As our customers are configuring the system, it's helping us build that data set to then be able to here in the future, kind of start to make those recommendations.
1: Okay. That makes complete sense to me. So what are companies paying you on average per month to use your technology?
0: $100 per user per month. And our average customer has about 15, 16 number, 16 seats in the the product.
1: Okay. Got it. So that's about $1,500 a month on average. Yes, sir. Interesting. When did you start building this? What
0: year? Uh, So we started almost two years ago to the week. Um, So early March of 2020.
1: Okay. 2020. Got it. Um, And how did you fund the MVP?
0: Uh, Great question. Um, So convinced my wife to let me take a decent chunk of our savings account out and uh, kind of get a a proof of concept built. And uh, with that proof of concept, I went and raised a small uh, kind of friends and family angel round from local investors here in Arizona, and uh, that got me to my NVP that we launched on April first of 2021.
1: Okay, get get real with me here because everyone goes through this, right? It's the conversation with the spouse going, "Baby, how much are we going to put into this startup?" and and they're going, "Honey, I'm working a full time gig to support this crazy idea you're working on. Like, if it doesn't work out, I'm gonna be pissed. Uh, how what? How much was it? Are we talking like 10k or like a thousand?
0: Sixty thousand dollars.
1: Sixty. Okay, interesting. And was that meaningful for you guys? Like, was it going to be stressful if you lost sixty grand, or is that like play money for you?
0: Um. So we have. So it's funny. Is at the time my wife was pregnant with our first son, and um, and we knew we wanted to have a second child, and so she's now pregnant with our second child. And congratulations! Thank you. And so she's a full time mom, and so yeah, that's not. It wasn't uh, insignificant for us to make that investment because if I lost it, that lost our cushion, that lost, you know, that, that risk potentially having my wife go back to work and not be able to take care of our children. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's super stressful. I mean, it's, uh, but the way I kind of explained it to her, I was was like, Hey, you spent 60 grand on your college education that you don't use anymore. So I get to use 60 grand for abstract.
1: That's so funny. (laughs) Okay. And how many, how many weeks or months did it take you to get the MVP to a point where you could sell it?
0: So what's crazy is we got V1 of our product out on April 1st and we weren't expecting revenue until like October, November of 2021. Sorry, just to be clear,
1: that's like five weeks from start from first line of code to launch.
0: No, so we spent about a year. So March of 2020 to next April. To to next April 2021. So it took us about a year to get the product to the place where we were like, let's go get give it to customers. Um, and on April 1st, we got you know, production ready product. And our plan was to go out and just give it to like beta users, like give it to people. Hey, go use this. See what you think about it. Uh, we weren't expecting revenue for at least a handful of months. We ended up closing our first customer and getting our first dollar of revenue three weeks after launching the product. And um, it was kind of crazy when we weren't expecting it. And uh, we actually kind of grew it at a nice organic pace that allowed us to bring on customers last year while still hardening the product, developing our roadmap before we went out and closed our, our real seed round of funding uh, last year. And then one startup showdown a couple of weeks ago.
1: Interesting. Okay. So we're, okay. So hold on 60 K personal money. You raised a pre-seed in 2020. How much was the pre-seed for?
0: Uh, $130,000.
1: Okay. And was that sort of typical three or $4 million cap?
0: Uh, so we had a 4 million value cap on that from the friends and family round. Yep. Yeah.
1: That makes tons of sense. And then you did the seed round in 2021. How much did you raise there?
0: So we raised with the winnings that we just won uh, three weeks ago in Atlanta. So we raised uh, six hundred and twenty thousand dollars total.
1: Okay, when before the prize money? When was the other money closed?
0: Uh, December of last year.
1: Okay, okay, got it. And and um, the, if the prize money was one hundred and twenty, that means you raised about five hundred k. Now was that at right. like a higher? Was that what six seven million valuation? Or
0: uh, so we actually did a little bit less. I wanted. We were still kind of risky in my mind. um, And I felt like it wasn't really fair to go out and try to raise that valuation on the value cap. So we did a, we kept it at $4 million. I essentially just decreased the interest rate a little bit and um, kept the value cap the same.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Then you just won this competition, which is great. You give up no equity, I assume, right?
0: Uh, So they take a small percentage of equity. Ah, Uh, How much? uh, So... I can't discuss the the details of it with you, Nathan.
1: What's the name? What was the name of the competition?
0: Uh, startup Showdown, hosted Start- by Panoramic Ventures.
1: Oh, interesting. So there's base, like, if you d- do they only take equity if you win, or even if you enter and don't win, they still take equity?
0: Just if you win.
1: Uh, okay, Panoramic Ventures. Okay, interesting. And why did you decide to enter and spend your time on that? Obviously, your time is very valuable as a startup founder.
0: Um. Honestly, I um, I entered that competition in May of last year, and I got told that um, two things: one, they didn't think we could actually build a stable product that people would buy, and two, we didn't—they didn't think we could go out and get customers. And so um, I had this kind of, I guess, chip on my shoulder, and so I was like, you know what? I saw a LinkedIn thing post about. It. I was like, I'm going to go apply to this. Let's see if I can uh, kind of prove these guys wrong. And um, so the only reason I entered it was honestly to. I guess prove them wrong. <laughs>
1: so what so what sport did you play in college?
0: Uh so soccer, baseball and snowboarding.
1: There I go. This guy's competitive as hell and that explains yeah. that dynamic. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> don't, don't don't tell me I can't do something.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right, now you you've got your first customers then how many customers are you serving now today?
0: Uh, 113.
1: That's 113 seats or logos?
0: 113 logos.
1: Wow. Okay. I mean, so then, I mean, can I take 113 times 1500 bucks a month? You're doing 170,000 bucks a month in revenue.
0: Simple math. Well done. Nathan.
1: I mean, that, that's pretty incredible growth.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been fun, right? Like it's, uh, what's crazy is most people don't know this technology exists. And so when they see it, um, it's, we have a seven day sales cycle. So, um, it's generally like, okay, let's, let's get started because they, no one else is solving this problem.
1: But just to be clear, I mean, that's really rapid growth, right? What did you do? What was your run rate? In de- like, like what did you finish 2021 with?
0: 60000 in ARR.
1: Yeah. So like your monthly recurring revenue in December. So this would have been four or five months ago
0: is what? $5,500, $5,000.
1: Uh, four months ago. So you've basically yep. added all your revenue in the past four or five months. Yes, sir. And then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game. Less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. How did you, I guess, how did you land those first 113 customers At, at a pretty high price point, I would say for a startup?
0: Yeah. So ultimately, um, myself, my founding team, we, our background is in sales and marketing. So we did what we knew how to do. We generated an inbound marketing machine. Um, we spent a year and a half building content so we could rank organically when people are searching for our competition. Um,
1: name, name, and, name two or three of those. What are the search terms in Google?
0: So real-time call coaching software, uh, call coaching software, conversational intelligence software, um, sales coaching software. I think we just got to page one on that. Um, I think, yeah, like conversational intelligence software, we just passed Gong in our rankings uh, for that keyword. And so, you know, it was just building out kind of a steady generate an inbound marketing machine. And we knew, I knew two years ago that I needed to start that process then in order to have it impact us today. And yeah, so, Greg, you,
1: sorry, you, you have some sort of genius here that I have to dig to find out because you're, you're above HubSpot, Gong, and a lot of people for conversational intelligence software. So how are you so good at SEO? What, what's the secret sauce here?
0: Um, I can't take any credit for it, Nathan. I found people that are better than me and got out of their way. And mm-hmm. I think if I could give anybody starting a company a piece of advice, it would be like, as a founder, you've got to put your ego aside and you have to understand where your gaps are. And I couldn't tell you the secret sauce in terms of how we got there. I was just told, Hey, go write the content. We'll tweak it. We'll edit it. We'll put in the meta tags. We'll do the keyword saturation. And, um, I was like, cool. So I built a team that knew what they were doing. and I got out of their way.
1: Where did you find those people? And was it one person or how many, or an agency or what?
0: Yeah. So there was a couple different people, um, kind of a mix between, knowing people. So Claire Dobson, our director of marketing, um, she worked at an agency. Um, she's the wife of one of my best friends. And so I just kind of spent time talking with her about what she knew and what she had done. And when she explained what she was capable of, brought her on board. And then I met a couple people actually through some connections out in India that um, kind of self-proclaimed nerds and geeks around Google and SEO and brought them on board on a contracting basis. And like I said, got Did out you find of the way. Them
1: via Up- Did you find them on Upwork or Fiverr or what?
0: Uh, through LinkedIn, actually, just kind of reaching out to people and was like, hey, do you know anybody that does this, this, and this? And what were uh, those?
1: What were the this is?
0: Like, who's, who, who do you know that lives and breathes paying attention to Google search algorithm changes? You know, Google makes hundreds of those changes a year, about 13 major changes a year. Who do you know that could tell, you, tell me? Every single time Google makes an impactful change to their algorithm, I want to talk to that person and I want to bring them on board and I want to hire them. Yep.
1: So you hired these two folks in India full-time?
0: Yep. Correct. Oh, wow. How
1: big is the team today?
0: So we have just two people here in the United States, two people in India. And then I have uh, my offshore, I guess, yeah, offshore development team in, in Indonesia is nine people.
1: I love how you're building this. This is so cool. Okay. Tell me about the, the offshore dev team. How did you find them?
0: So I'm not a technical person, Nathan. Um, I've become a, uh, maybe an elementary level technical person over the past two years. But when I started Abstract, um, I was trying to find a technical co-founder. And everybody I talked to told me one of two things. Like, no, this can't be built. The technology doesn't exist. Or two, I can't build it with the amount of money you want to build it for. And so I went to this website called Co Founders Lab, where I ended up finding a gentleman by the name of John Bunting out of Omaha, Nebraska, of all places. And he uh, started a startup studio called BISO Studio. And I approached what it him called? With BISO Studio. Okay. And um, so started talking with him, and uh, he was like, screw it, let's try it. And so I um, kind of pulled together the team. Uh, Did I'm you give sure John of, 50%? No, no, just. Okay. Uh, I mean, single-digit equity percentage to come on and build the product. Um, Oh, so he's full time now. Yep. Yeah, he's the second one in the U.S. No, so that's Claire. So he's John's kind of moved out of the picture, and now we're just working with the development team in Indonesia.
1: But he still, but John still has equity.
0: He still has his company. Biso, still has equity for getting us to this point.
1: Oh, so they sort of help with the MVP as a startup studio, and then helped basically transfer your work onto this from in Indonesia.
0: Correct. Yes,
1: sir. Ah, super smart. I love this. Part. Okay. And what what's the can we look at the website of the firm in Indonesia?
0: Uh so it's called Biso Studio. So it's Oh, his firm,
1: of... he his people are in Indonesia.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Oh, I see. So he's okay, got it. So you're still paying Biso Studio for work for their talent that they're onboarding or or, or not based off needs in Indonesia.
0: Correct. Yeah. So ultimately we're I guess contracting them in a little bit of ways, but I see. I mean, what I'm able to get out of them for the dollars that I put into it is so much more than if I, you know, went here in the United States or hired just a single technical co-founder here in the United States.
1: Makes a lot of sense. Um, can I ask what do you pay them per month? Like a range is fine.
0: Uh, anywhere between like twelve and twenty five thousand dollars a month. Yeah,
1: yeah, but again cheap because of all the equity preserved. If you grow this big, right? I mean, it makes a ton of, you have to take a risk up front, but right. Yep. If it works, it works. So this is super exactly. cool. And then, and then, sorry, real quick on the two SEOs in India, what, what's their website or do they not have a website?
0: They, they don't have a website. Yeah. Because they they're just website. with you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I combined pay them a thousand dollars a month.
1: That's crazy. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'd love to interview one of them if you're open to it, to ask them exactly what strings they pulled to help you rank for these things to be, I mean, I want, I see a headline of small Phoenix startup outranks $10 billion (sighs) gong for the word conversational intelligence.
0: (laughs) And I want, Uh, I
1: want the playbook. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh,
0: It's been, it's been a fun ride. I think ultimately, like I was fortunate, Nathan, where I saw I was part of Acton Software and then I went to a company called All Bounds, And I saw what Allbound did, where they invested in inbound content and creating the optics of looking bigger than you actually are. Mm-hmm. And that's a playbook that I wanted to follow where if you look at our company, if you look at our product, you would never know that, like it's mainly been just a handful of us over the past couple of years. And you know, it's just uh
1: you're targeted, though, too. like, see if someone was just looking at like Alexa rank and unique views per month, you would never come on their radar because you don't rank high, but you rank yeah. really high for the keywords that matter. You have picked three or four and you really rank high for those because like when I click on the thing that what you rank for for conversational intelligence software and go to the page, it's not a long blog post. It's a, it's a landing page with great images, smart H1 tags, um, a video built in the middle. And then some stuff at the bottom. So your team, it's not like you're spending hundreds of hours writing blog content. They they just needed to write headlines and little descriptions for the design. And they did all the optimization.
0: Correct. I mean, we've written, I think, close to 60 blog posts. We have oh, 40 plus okay. podcasts built or recorded. So we are generating a significant amount of content, Nathan, to help kind of bolster all of that.
1: I I love this story. So you have two, there's two full-time employees right now, effectively. Correct. Million dollars in revenue per employee, folks. Love this. Greg, I say one day, I think very soon, there's going to be someone that takes a company public with less than 10 FTEs, a SaaS company. You could be one of those. John at SmartSuite is another one I'm watching very closely, but I'd love it. for, I'd love for it to be you.
0: That, would be, uh, that wouldn't be a bad day.
1: <laughs> All right, cool. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book?
0: Favorite? Oh, Simon Sinek, Start With Why.
1: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
0: <sighs> I uh, I like Steve Jobs. I can't go Number, wrong. with Steve Jobs.
1: Yeah, he's a good one. Number three. What's your favorite online tool for building abstract besides your own?
0: For online tool for building abstract, I gotta give uh, I gotta give HubSpot a shout. Free tools. I mean, we've been free CRM, free marketing tools for a while now.
1: Hey, real quick, if a meet from Gong comes and offers to buy you for twenty five million all cash up front, do you sell today?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah everyone
1: always says no i have to talk to the board or no i have to talk to my wife you're like no if that no. happens 10X multiple I, I'm
0: a- <laughs> i'll take it i'll i mean just come bring me on board for three years and let me run the product
1: i i i it would not shock me greg seriously because of the quality of people we have listening to the show if you get some inbound from this we'll see what happens so here um number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night
0: uh I'm very fortunate to have a wife that takes very good care of me. And um, so I usually get like seven, eight hours of sleep a night.
1: Okay. Yeah. So seven married, um, one kid already. And another one, what doing three months?
0: Uh, in July. Yeah. So three months ish. yeah.
1: Is it weird that I knew that? I just, I feel like a July baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last, last, how how old are you, Greg?
0: Uh, I'll be 35 in June. Last question.
1: Something you wish you knew when you were 20.
0: (sighs) I wish I would have known to listen to my dad every time he told me that something would happen or I would feel a certain way. And I fought him every step of the way. I wish I would have known to listen to my dad
1: guys. Abstract.ai launched in 2020. He was one of the first users of Gong at a company called Acton when he was doing sales. He said, you know what? I need to make this stuff real time. He's done it with a laser-focused SEO strategy. They've gone from basically nothing to $170,000 a month in revenue over the past five months. A $2 million run rate and get this to full-time employees. He's very smartly used contractors to preserve equity and preserve his cash and have a really healthy balance sheet. And also has done this pretty cash effectively. He's only raised about $630,000 uh, to drive $2 million revenue. Very healthy capital efficiency. We'll see what happens next. Greg, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Thanks, Nathan. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having us.